The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max. Smackdown. Review. Hello and welcome to the W2M Network's SmackDown Live Review Show. I'm Brandon Biscobing, filling in for Harry Broadhurst tonight. And joining me, as usual, the normal co-host for the SmackDown Live Review, Liz Piglisi. How's it going, Liz? Good. How are you, Brandon? Pretty good, pretty good. Let's jump right into it. Tonight was the go-home show for Clash of Champions, so we got a good bit of uh, prep for the pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. Let's get this thing started. Starting off, a very interesting uh, beginning to the show with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn handing out flyers and trying to start a... uh, bit of a yep well a yep movement instead of a yes movement a la daniel bryan and it was funny seeing them having daniel bryan shirts just with a a p a tat a, a p sticker covering the s instead yeah. of, uh, instead of the s it was a p for the yup movement i i i was thinking as soon as i saw him i'm thinking are they trying to copy gallows and anderson it actually took me a second to realize that they had just covered up the letter. Yeah, it took me. I I think I didn't actually I didn't actually notice it until they were out in the ring, and I yeah, noticed that's what I noticed it. was still there. Um, but in, interesting uh, opening for them, handing out flyers to the likes of Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, and uh, they saw a few other people around. Uh, and then we move on to AJ Styles being in the arena, uh, in the ring. And he's talking about his, his title match uh, at at Night of Cha- at Clash of Champions, excuse me, old old name Night of Champions, uh, against Jinder, Jinder Mahal, his uh, contractual, contractually obligated rematch uh, this Sunday. And then... The Singh brothers come out and they do their normal, you know, they're usually going to introduce Jinder Mahal, but uh, they say, nope, we're moving away from Jinder Mahal um, and saying that they want to align themselves with AJ Styles now after what happened last week uh, when uh, Jinder Mahal hit the colossus on both of them. Uh, and now it seemed as though they were maybe doing a face turn, but then, uh, AJ Styles notes to them and shows some clips, well, not clips, but, uh, photos of them still aligned with 
Jinder Mahal during the India tour, which I thought was kind of interesting because WWE doesn't seem to make up its mind as to whether or not house shows actually count. <laughs> but true. But apparently in this situation, it does. So that leads to Jinder Mahal coming out and basically proving that uh, the Singh brothers are still aligned with uh, with Jinder Mahal. Do you think this is going to lead to anything? Do you think that the Singh brothers may end up turning face and joining AJ? Um... I don't know. It's it's for me. It's kind of fifty fifty. You know, they you know they've had Jinder at a few house shows. I think it was in. I think it first happened when they were in Europe. You know, beat them down. So mm. everybody suspected it was going to happen sooner rather than later. I I enjoyed the opening. You know, opening segment. I thought it had a lot of a lot of um, funny lines to it. I don't see them turning soon. I would like to see them actually wrestle. You know, another another tag team. Mm-hmm. That you know, that might be interesting, but I don't I don't see them completely turning at the pay per view. Yeah, I mean, I if anything, I was expecting them to fully turn now after a seeming complete breakup uh, last week on SmackDown uh, with with uh, Mahal hitting the Colossus on both of them, but. It let I agree with you that I would like to see them wrestle on their own a little bit, but I feel like we're not going to get that for a while. And I think if anything, they're going to get once they're done with whatever happens to Mahal. Once his push gets ended, or they leave him, or whatever, I feel like they're just going to either get pushed back down to NXT or get sent to two hundred five. I could, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I would like to see them go to um, two hundred five, or you know, I hate just I hate to see any either of them go down to NXT. It's kind of like a demotion. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, I completely agree with you with that. But I mean, so is two hundred five at this point. That's so. <laughs> just that's true. But I mean, the, other, the other issue with two hundred five is that it's very. I mean, yes, they're trying to build up which we'll talk about on the 205 live review, but, you know, there's, it seemed as though they were starting to build up the concept of, like, tag teams with, you know, uh, with Swan and Alexander and then uh, Nice and Gulak, and, and those two could have fit in there, but it seems like they only work well as a tag team. Maybe it's a little early, maybe it's a hardy situation where... One of them could break away, but like in this early stage, it seems like they're exclusively a tag team. Yeah, it, it does tend to always be that weaker link. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to them. So mo- moving on, we got um, the first match of the night was Charlotte Flair against Ruby Riot, which, and we'll get into this. There, there seemed to have been a theme of a lot of the matches uh, <sighs> in, in this show. Uh, Charlotte wins by DQ after Natalia attacks her from behind, and then the Riot Squad obviously, you know, keeping continuing the beatdown on Charlotte, uh, and then uh, 
and then uh, the Charlotte's able to you know break out and and starts battling back, and we we see Naomi can't come back in uh, after her. I'm assuming it was a KFAB injury um, that uh, that Ruby Riot put on her a couple of weeks ago. So Naomi comes back and makes a save and helps out. And then we see uh, Tamina, Lana, and Carmella attack, um, and that ends that whole thing, uh, which is leading into the whole lumberjack, or I don't know, I guess now they're calling them lumberjacks instead of the old school lumberjill name. Jills. <laughs> the lumberjills. Um, so, uh, it. What's interesting for me with this whole concept with with the lumberjacks is that you pretty much have two heel factions in in the lumberjills or lumberjacks. The only person I could think of that would be a face in this in in the lumberjacks, if she's even going to be in it, because she wasn't in, in any promotional pictures, is Naomi. That's a really good point that I that I never thought of until you said it. Because there's really only because Becky is out yeah. filming the movie. I thought Naomi was actually out filming part of the movie too. I'm not sure. Um, and then there's Charlotte, and those are really the only three, you know, faces. Yeah. Unless I'm. That is a very interesting point. So I wonder yeah, how it'll the, how it'll play out. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing that you can really think of is that, you know, the whole, I mean, I think the bigger thing is the feud between the Riot Squad and Tamina Lana and Carmella um, in, during the Lumberjacks. Like, I guess that, that will be the main focal point instead of the normal face-heel concept. Right. Um, and then moving on, we got... Um, Daniel Bryan talking on the phone with Shane um, for a little bit, saying they've got everything under control and and all of that, um, continuing this whole thing between those two. Uh, You've got, and then you've got a Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler match, which, like I said, a theme of the night. Bobby Roode sitting at commentary and then proceeding to get into the match and a disqualification as a result. Ziggler wins by DQ after Bobby Roode hits Ziggler with a glorious DDT. Yeah, that annoyed me. <laughs> I think I posted I mean, in the chat had, right after it happened. It's Yeah, exactly. There were two matches back-to-back, which only lasted, what, like five or six minutes in total with two DQs. It was... Tonight was a very segment-heavy night. Yeah, I mean, they had already repeated with the women basically what they did on Raw, where, you know, all the women ended up, you know, well, not, well, most of them ended up brawling. You know, yeah. so they repeated re- they repeated with the women what we saw on Raw. Then two matches back-to-back had the same finish. It's like, at least <laughs> space it out. <laughs> space it out a little bit. Let us forget yeah. it happened. Yeah, at least put the next match, which, I mean, wasn't a long match either, but you could have at right. least put the match that followed Bludgeon Brothers against two jobbers, Colin Delaney and Juan Francisco de Coronado. Um, <laughs> That's a great name. 
uh, at least you could put that match in in between the two to kind of space out the disqualification finishes. Um, and as we expected, we get, you know, Bludgeon Brothers squashing these two jobbers. Um, and we got a, uh, apparently, I don't know if this is going to be a new thing, which I guess it's a way to build up uh, clicks for the for the website or whatnot. But apparently now Fashion Files is going to be a WWE.com exclusive, which they never even announced or promoted or anything until now, which I don't understand. But it is what it is. Um, apparently now uh, Brizongo is going to face Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, That's in- random. Yeah, it is. It's very random. And, I mean... I mean... I'll admit it, I'm not the biggest uh, fashion police fan, or mm-hmm. Breezango, or whatever you want to call them. Um, but, like, they've been pretty popular, and it, it's surprising that they're, that they're the, first one, the first ones officially, well, except for uh, Hypros, but that was a means to an end, uh, they're the first ones to really be fed to the Bludgeon Brothers, because let's be real here. I mean, unless this is another Vince McMahon start a push and then end it abruptly with uh, the Wyatt family, um, mm-hmm. there's no way that Prisongo is winning this match. Yeah, I was, I was wondering. I missed, actually, the part where they were saying that the show was going to be... Um, on the website, which I can actually well, understand. Apparently, because... all, apparently it was already filmed and they only oh. showed a tiny clip. I think I've read a couple of times that they ended up not, I mean, I think it's always filmed, not showing it due to time, but it's well, pretty popular. So I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I don't, it's like we just said, it's, it's so random and there's no possible way that they're going to win. So you have to wonder what it's going to mean for the fashion files or for, Breeze and, and Fandango as well. Yeah, I mean, they've been one of those teams that have been really popular and everyone seems to love them, yet, you know, with the exception of the Fashion Files stuff, they haven't really done much in the ring. Yeah, I mean, they wrestle a lot at the house shows because I see a lot of stuff on social media, you know, where they have matches at, at the house shows, but they very rarely wrestle. Yeah, I, the, I, I, I even forget the last time that they actually had a match on SmackDown or a pay per view. Yeah, um, I see a lot. Like they've had, they had a whole string of triple threat matches with the New Day and the Usos for a while at the house shows that were, you know, very popular and very well received. But other than the Fashion Files, you don't see them on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then after that, we get uh, KO and Sammy coming in to start the Yup movement and trying to build it up and trying to get people to join them and trying to make it like uh, the Yes movement. And then uh, in they try to get some other uh, wrestlers to come out to join them, but instead we get Daniel Bryan coming out. Um, and basically saying, you know, 
the yes movement the yes movement wasn't about me it was about the WWE universe and that's why you're failing and you know pretty much the you know the the basic uh you know what you would expect with a promo between these two um and then we get the big announcement that Daniel Bryan is going to be the second the the co-referee I guess you would say um in the in the tag match um which does make an interesting concept because Daniel Bryan is definitely is definitely more uh more neutral in this uh feud than Shane is so you get that neutral um that neutral person as a referee but also you add that added caveat of you know is there going to be a potential turn with Brian or whatnot? And also, we're going to get a ton of rumors now saying, oh, Daniel Bryan is cleared and he's going to be able to take a bump in this match and yada, yada, yada. So <laughs> it's it's going to be yeah, a let, fun couple of days. Yeah, last week I had said that my, my biggest fear for this whole thing was that, I mean, obviously they're building... Well, I mean, to me, I feel like it's obvious that they're building the Shane, you know, more drama between Shane and Daniel. And it's like my biggest fear is that, okay, we will find out that Daniel can wrestle and his first match is going to be with Shane, which would be horrible. That's what it seems like they're building to. I know. And that would, that's just, um, I mean, I'd like Shane as much as the next person, but I've been long over his his matches, you know, for lack of a better word to call them. The the Um, only... The the only way I like his matches is when they're stipulation matches because we because you know that you're actually gonna get like a true attitude era type high spot like right. when he was yeah. in SL you <laughs> yes thank God yeah yeah when you get something like that it's one thing but I don't know, he has this whole you know becoming like the authority type thing going on and this Shane I think that most people like is the one that's not like that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of mixed on it, but it'll be interesting because it'll be like, what, four guys in the ring too, with them roughing it. You don't really see yeah. that, you know, very <laughs> often. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be great on one level. It's going to be great because it's going to be a mess. Oh yeah. I mean, those types of matches, I mean, any special guest referee match is, is always a mess, but you know, now with two, <laughs> it's, it's going to be even more of a mess. And, uh, it, I mean, those are always fun matches. I mean, it's not the most technical. You're not expecting a five star match, but you're. It, it's always a fun match to watch, right? Um, so then after that's all done, we get uh, Usos against Rusev Day, which I guess that's what they're calling the tag team between eight, with Aiden English and Rusev now. Um, and you know, and we've got uh, New Day, and well, we got New Day at the commentary table eating mm-hmm. pancakes and trying to get uh, Corey Graves to eat pancakes, which was hilarious. <laughs> but then we also get uh, Chad Gable and Chelton Benjamin at ringside, um, and I mean, this wasn't, you know, uh, you know, this wasn't a great match. It was a decent match. Um, Rusev Day win. 
um, which if you're an if you're an adherent to reverse momentum theory, then that's a bad sign for Rusev. And in English, um, but I mean, not really all that much. I mean, that's another match which I I'm not a I don't really fully get the whole. Like, normally when they have these multi-man tag match, or the multi-team tag matches, it's normally, you know, two people in the ring and everyone else is at ring, or is on the apron, and you can tag everyone. But now they're apparently doing it where it's basically a fatal four-way tag match, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird. Yeah, I, I've, I've long said every week, multiple times on, you know, on these shows that I'm so sick of um, triple threat and fatal, fatal four-way matches. This one just doesn't really hold. Well, I mean, I actually like all four teams to a degree that are involved. Yeah. This doesn't really like hold any interest for me for some reason. Well, um, it It seems like they... You know, they went from it being very straightforward. It was going to be Usos against uh, Gable and 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 Benjamin, and then you know they tossed the New Day in, which is okay. That's fine because New Day is a very popular team, and all of this, mm-hmm. and they beat uh, they they beat Gable and and ben- Benjamin. But then they suddenly throw in Rusev in English out of nowhere, it seemed. Like, they weren't even in the picture at all. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm not even sure how they got involved. I get that, I mean, Rusev Rusev is great. And Rusev is, I think, gaining popularity, not just from how hilarious he is on, on Total Divas, but, which is, this is the first year I've been watching it, but um, also on social media, he's... You know, he's hysterical. He's very funny. He's, you know, he's very entertaining. So I think that is, you know, helping him. Um, His stuff on Up, Up, Down, Down is great, too. Oh, it's it's the greatest. (laughs) He's amazing. But I think this Um, whole Rusev Day thing is getting him over more now. Yeah, yeah. I'd love, I'd love Aiden English, you know, know, his his singing (laughs) there. It's just just insane. His carol today was, you know, great. But yeah, it just seems it just seems that they were thrown in randomly, I guess, based on their, you know, current, you know, popularity. I would have been happy getting New Day versus um Rusev Day. Um, because I've long have wanted a uh, big E and Rusev match. Mm. Yeah, I mean you could have easily made these like two separate matches. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. You know, it's WWE, what do you expect? Um, and then and then we got the very prototypical uh, Jinder Mahal decides to blindside uh, AJ Styles during a an interview. Standard. Yep. Uh, and we get um, the interview with uh, Randy Orton and Shinsuke in the ring before their match. Um, it was that it was a funny moment with uh, Shinsuke just saying "yup," yep, <laughs> <laughs> making fun of Ko and uh, Sammy's "yup" shirts. I thought uh, that was really good. What? What was that? You know, so I thought that was really good. I like that they just gave him. You know, he just had that one word, but it was perfect. 
Yeah, yeah, it worked perfectly. Uh, and then we got um, Daniel Bryan joining the commentary table uh, during the main event, which was KO against Shinsuke. Um, pretty basic, you know, pretty standard match. Nothing, you know, too crazy. Um, until the end, the the ref gets knocked out. Uh, Shinsuke or Daniel Bryan comes off of his chair from ringside, takes the shirt off the ref's back, puts it on, and uh, goes in with uh, with Shinsuke pinning Owens at the time and making Daniel Bryan making a standard two count. Sami Zayn getting annoyed at Daniel Bryan for counting the two, going after him. And a brawl commences between uh, between Sammy and Orin, uh, and then uh, we get uh, KO pinning Nakamura after a pop up powerbomb. Uh, after Nakamura gets distracted by Sammy, and KO gets the win, and then we get. Uh, Byron Saxon saying, "Oh, does this mean that uh, that Brian is with uh, is with KO and Sammy?" Which, I mean, this is one of this is probably one of the only times that a that a face uh, commentator has made less sense than a heel commentator. <laughs> like that, like that whole thing between Byron and and. Corey Graves, I was I was agreeing with Corey most of the time. Right. I love yeah. Well I think most people agree with Corey most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Except yeah. for when it comes to certain things. Yeah, I, I didn't understand, you know, why he um you know said that. I was wondering if maybe he was freezing something wrong or it was trying to you know, throw something, you know, off, but yeah, it was weird. It didn't make yeah. it made less sense than some of the other stuff that happened. Oh yes, I mean this was a show that a lot of things made um, not that much sense, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was pretty much the show that uh, Ko and Sammy did an interview on the ramp and said that you know no one can stop them, no one's going to take this away from them, yada yada yada. And that they're the best. They're the best in the world, and everything. Uh, so that was the show. Um, you know, you're pretty standard. You know, go home show to a pay per view, which you know isn't a huge pay per view. The biggest thing is this whole is the thing between Sammy and Kevin and and mm-hmm. Shane McMahon. Um, but yeah, um, do you guys? For go home shows, do you guys do uh, predictions? Uh, we do. Harry also introduced a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we we give it a score as well first, but then Harry introduced a new segment where we give it a one word review. So you have to come up with one word to describe oh, your thoughts uh, on the show. Okay, I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten, and. Uh, my one word is going to be repetitive. I would 
I would agree with the six and a half, and I'm going to go with haphazard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think it hit all the storylines it needed to, but it was just all over the place <laughs> in execution. Okay, let me get the uh, match card up for Flash real quick. Okay, well, we've got um, a kickoff show match between, which is another thing they announced tonight, uh, between Mojo Raleigh and uh, Zack Ryder. And I think this is pretty straightforward that Raleigh is going to get the get the push here to set up a, a singles run for him. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, with Raleigh. It makes the most sense. Uh, the other match announced tonight was the Bludgeon Brothers against Breezango, which we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. I think this is pretty straightforward as well. I think Bludgeon Brothers uh, yeah. crunch. I gave it about two minutes for the Bludgeon Brothers to win. Yeah. Um, You got the U.S. Championship match, triple threat between Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. This one's a little trickier for me um, because I I could certainly see Bobby Roode pulling this one out, but I am going to go with Baron Corbin retaining. I think it makes the most sense for Corbin to retain. I think him losing um, would hurt him a lot. I think it would put him right back down in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, especially this quickly because mm-hmm. he's only had it for, what, like a couple of months now? Or Yep, yep. agreed. Uh, then you've got uh, the fatal four-way tag team match between the Usos, New Day, Gable and Benjamin, and Rusev and English. Uh, I I want to say that they they go back to New Day, but I I feel like especially with all of the the names that they just randomly throw threw in here, I feel like we're gonna get a swerve, and it's either gonna be Gable and Benjamin or Rusev and English. In I would love if it was Rusev and English. But I'm going to go with um, Gable and Benjamin. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the best bet for that one. Then you've got... I mean, the if way- Rusev Day... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, if Rusev Day wins on the pay-per-view, they'll lose it on SmackDown. Probably. Yeah, probably. But I could I could see them, especially with this being kind of a, you know... Um, you know, a smaller pay-per-view and then maybe trying to get some buzz around it, they may try to pull the swerve and have them win it. Uh, Then you've got Charlotte against Natalya in the Lumberjack match. Uh, I think they're going to have Charlotte retain this just to finally end that feud and move on to something else. Um but I think I think the bigger story here is going to be uh, what happens with the Lumberjacks. Definitely. Um, Shaw, I believe Shaw's definitely going to retain it. And I can see it not even – it's going to turn into some type of, you know, brawl that will play into how it ends. Oh, definitely. And if, 
if we're really lucky, Carmella will cash in the damn briefcase. That but, I could actually potentially see that the the lumberjacks um, all come into the ring and start brawling, and both Natalia and Charlotte get knocked out, and then. Carmella suddenly goes and grabs her briefcase and cashes it in and, and pins Charlotte as as the brawl is going on. I could totally see that. Yeah, That'd me be- too. I, I, I think it would liven things up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you've got uh, AJ against Jinder for the, cha- for the WWE Championship, which I think this is going to be... I mean, it's a it's a WWE Championship match, so I don't think it'll be that. It won't be like five minutes or anything. But I think, especially considering what happened in India and the fact that they only sold out one show and they had to cancel the other one and everything, I think the gender experiment is over and done with. And this is going to be a very quick match. And we and right after this. Ginger drops down to the lower mid card, if not down to you know main event. I didn't hear that they had to cancel the the second one. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, they were supposed to have two, but then they they cut one of them because they they didn't sell enough tickets. That's pretty interesting. I mean, I guess you can really only blame blame so much of that on the failed ginger experiment. Um, but yeah, no, AJ's definitely gonna retain. I think AJ's um the bigger drawer. Yeah, and then the I what I would presume is gonna be the main event, Shinsuke and Orin against KO and Sammy with both Shane and Daniel as ref. Uh before this, when it was just Shane, I was saying there's no chance it's gonna be Shinsuke and Orin winning this hands down. Um, but especially with the stipulation of KO and Sammy being gone from WWE period and they're no, they're not being a chance of them just jumping ship over to Raw, or at least I would assume not, um, then I, I think this is going to be one of those where, uh, I mean, I don't know how exactly it's going to work unless Daniel is cleared but um you know i could see you know uh a situation where uh shane and shane is about to count a one a very quick one two three on uh on ko or sammy and daniel pushes him away or something or shane gets knocked out but i i think ko and sammy are gonna win this one somehow some way with some sort of shenanigans yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. When it first, when Shane the episode with Shane made that you know stipulation, I think I was complaining about it on the on the podcast that it kind of telegraphed in a sense like that they're going to win. I mean, are they leaving the company? You know, maybe they go. Oh, who knows? You know, <laughs> they can't go to work or whatever. Um, but I think I don't. I don't know if so much if they're going to get like a straight win or. Whatever, there'll definitely be some type of shenanigans. I can even um, see them doing something where, you know, they're each, and I had to explain it like, you know how, like, sometimes they have it where oh, it looks where like both, both guys are pinned at the same time. Yeah, and they're each counting on somebody else. 
So. Mm. Oh, that heck, that's actually a good point where, you know, KO has Shinsuke pinned and Orin has Sammy pinned and both Shane and Daniel are counting one, two, three at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could totally see that. That's actually a good point with the two ref stipulation. Yeah, it'll be something. We'll, we'll we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, it's gonna it, it's gonna be one of those. You know, it's it's a, it's not a huge pay per view, but you know, it's gonna be one of those that'll be fun. And especially with the the added chaos of the double ref and all of that, it, it it's gonna be one of those fun pay per views to watch. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Did we miss anything? Nope, I think we got it all. Okay, so that does it for the SmackDown Live uh, review for tonight. Uh, And we'll be back in a little bit. Uh, We'll be talking more about 205 Live. So when after that, we you'll be able to catch up on that. So for Liz, I'm Brandon Biscobing saying so long and good night. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.